spider senses are starting to tingle, tingle, tingle. Welcome back, everybody, to the Three Beers and a Mic podcast. Holy Christmas, it's been a month. I think we recorded a month ago. So uh, apologies at the beginning to everyone who has wondered why we haven't posted in a while. As far as the main cast is concerned, um, we've just all been traveling, taking some time off, enjoying our family time, celebrating the holidays, but we're back. And we're here to catch up on a bunch of reviews that we missed out on, some of the you know, breaking news from the last day or two. We're going to catch everybody up on some Disney news and or reviews. We're going to go back and review Black Adam. Black Panther 2 came out and talk a little bit Avatar. So please follow us on all the socials at uh, Three Beers and a Mic on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Please join us at Cross the Streams Media as well. That, as we've talked about in the past, is our collaboration with numerous podcasts that brings the community together where you can listen to a bunch of different shows you may not have known you would have interest in. As uh, far as one of our hosts here on Three Beers and a Mike Bernie has just posted his new Burn Appetite episode. Uh, Bernie, what did you guys review uh, on your latest episode? Uh, we reviewed... Hello, by the way. Um, thanks for the intro. <laughs> yes, hello. I'll introduce <clears throat> everyone in a second. Um, we reviewed Longhorn Steakhouse with Manny from another Across the Streams media podcast, Deep Dive into a Dive Bar. Um, good times were had by all. Um, really great episode, so make sure you guys check that out. I listened to it actually today. Um, I was talking to Dwayne about that earlier. Very good episode. A lot of twists and turns, so it was actually really entertaining. Um, a lot of upsets. A lot of upsets, yeah. Uh, so who do we got this week? Dwayne, say what's up. What's up? And you guys already heard from Bernie. What's up, dude? Ahoy! <laughs> Adam will not be able to join us today. Um, so we miss you, buddy. We'll see you on, on the flippity flop and uh, catch you in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, so, uh, man, it's been a while. So welcome back, guys. Nice to see you. Uh, I see that some of us are doing... No shave November. How's how's the stash treating you, Bernie? It's uh, it's going <laughs> good. It's it's surpassed porn mustache, and it's in the '80s cop, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I would on its way to on the way to a Selick, but uh, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Uh, Rob, Dwayne, Rob, why, why... Robbie's on a twelve-year-old boy uh, level right now. Whatever, dude. I haven't <laughs> shaved since September. This, this is what I got. Look at that. That's two months of growth. See that little stubble, uh, Dwayne? Where's your mustache? Uh, it's it's there. It's yeah, there. I mean, it's been growing for uh, nine months. Don't worry. Because I, I mean, I, you've shaved your beard before, and it grows back in about three weeks. So what does it matter? Yeah, you should join the mustache this, group. This is nine months though, going for okay. a year. All right, all right, nice. Um, all right, what are we drinking this week? Uh, what do you got, Dwayne? I have some repeats. I'm pulling a Bernie. I got my uh, coffee stout, SOB, from Epic Brewing. And then I still have a couple Oktoberfests I need to drink. So I got Dry Dock Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. And I 
forget what this one is. I think I did this last time. <laughs> <laughs> ska Brewing. I guess like the band Ska or type of music. Type of music, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what you got, Bernie? Well, to go with my um, 80s cop all-American mustache, I'm going with the all-American good old regular Budweiser. All right. Perfect. Supporting them um, uh, to make up for the whole uh, World Cup fiasco. <laughs> oh, man. So. That's crazy. That's fair. If it was in a can, that would even fit the profile better. Ah, my camera turned off. All right, hold up. Um, so before we started, I took a shot of some George Ocean spiced rum. So I'm feeling pretty good. And then to wash it down, I'm drinking a mimosa out of a Stella glass. And that's that's my drinks. I have no beer this week. What's the bubbly? Champagne. Well, what's kind? Oh, dude, the $7 a bottle. Andre? Are you drinking Andre? That's brute or whatever. <laughs> not not brute. The, the is it Andre's the cheap one? It's like seven dollars yeah. a bottle. Yeah, that's the one I'm drinking. There's several of them. That... Is it green? Why? Is it a green bottle? It is a green bottle. Yes. Why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just it sounded like something better than beer because before we started, I drank uh, two 16 ounce beers already. I just didn't want to drink any more beer. And so I figured. Thought, so you thought mimosa? I saw. Let's mix it up. Let's, at night. let's take a shot of uh, spice rum and wash it down with some orange juice and champagne. That acid is really good for you <laughs> later tonight. Yeah, what are you doing, you maniac? <laughs> you act like you're we're, under we're going crazy. 30, 45 or something. <laughs> you're going to be up what? all night like heartburn. <laughs> this is the first time I've drank orange juice on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. I had wine once. Uh, anyway, let's get into our topics of the week. Uh, we have a lot to discuss. Um, th- the first topic I want to talk about is something that was released, I think, this morning. Uh, they did an interview with James Cameron, and they said, because um, his Avatar sequel comes out next month, which none of us are going to watch. I refuse. And um, they said, how much money does this movie have to make to be successful? And his answer was, in order for this movie to be profitable, it has to be the third or fourth highest grossing movie of all time. And that, like, really... But each of them, not not together. Yeah. Each of them has each, to be. Yeah, right? so you have to have, like, a, a combination of, of the third to fourth highest grossing film ever. So we're talking that in order for this to make a, a profitable number, you have to be in the billions just to start off with almost uh, 2 billion. Yeah. Almost $2 billion. That is crazy. And Not good. Like, fuck James Cameron. That guy's yeah. a prick and a half. That guy can go <laughs> fuck himself. He, I don't know. A, a lot of people uh, tell us how you really feel. Though. Do not like James Cameron. He's a he's he's arrogant, arguably a very cunt. Yeah, arrogant, <laughs> cunt terrible person. You can um, say whatever you want. <laughs> And so when I heard that number, I was like, already we've been talking about this movie for a few months, how we we don't want to go see it. The first one was kind of like lightning in a bottle. It was this new technology. But uh, the first one was all visual. It wasn't story. It was the visual that was 
nice. And, that was good about it. Right? Yeah, Luby, we've said that. We've said that if you actually watch the movie without the 3D effects, like if you're just watching it at home on TV, the, the story's not good. The acting is not good. The characters are not good. The world is not good. And everything is just bland and generic. But people had that theater experience and then it just took off. You know, it's still the number one grossing movie of all time. It's been re-released a billion times. I mean, watching it on 3D IMAX, it was visually stunning. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. But the story itself was super predictable. Like, as soon it was, as it started, you knew what the fuck was going to happen. It was Fern Gully and Pocahontas yeah. and everybody's seen this fucking story a million times. Yeah. yeah, and then this is how big an arrogant cunt he is. All right, he said he got the the idea for Avatar in a dream that he oh, had. Oh, I read that. It's yeah, like, fuck off. This is Fern Gully, you asshole. <laughs> you didn't dream this shit. Yeah, he goes. He goes. You they stole him, it. They asked him, "Where do you get your inspiration?" And he goes, "Well, I get inspiration every night when I close my eyes, or something, something to that effect." Where he says that he streams his ideas while he sleeps. So. Yeah, he dreams of these scripts and then goes and shoots the film. Whatever, it's it's very bad. I I don't know. I'm I'm really really curious to see what the opening numbers are going to be. When does it come out? Like, is it like the 16th or something like that? So yeah, it's, it's right at like it's the weekend before holiday Christmas. breaks and shit like that, though. Yeah. So it, it'll do shitty the first week. It'll do okay the next week because people are off and have. Nothing to do. But but what like let's I don't think we've done this yet. Do we let's guess what do you think the opening weekend numbers are gonna be? Well, we've definitely done that before. For for Avatar? For any well, we've done it for a movie before. I know, but I'm saying we haven't done it for this film because we've been we've been trashing this film for months, but what do we actually think it's it's gonna make? (laughs) (laughs) Because Black Black Panther two, its opening weekend made what, one hundred and eighty million? Yeah, one eighty. 180. What did Black Adam do? 70, 80? It was like... It was 50 something. 50 or 60, yeah. Yeah, it was like 50 or 60 million. Domestic, of course. Worldwide, Black Adam is doing okay. Um, But domestically, it, it 50, 60 million. So the first Black Panther made 202 million. Second one comes in at 180. Avatar, I'm going to say... I think that there are more people who want to Probably see it. 50 better. to 60, I think. I, I would say higher than 50 that. 50 to 60? That would be a massive flop for Avatar. That would I, be that would be disaster. The more, yeah, but the more and more I talk to people about it, nobody gives a shit. I yeah. bet you opening weekend it makes 90 million. That's still anything below 200 is a disaster. I would say 90 to, 90 to 95, somewhere in that range. So. For big movies like this, I like to look around all the theaters in my area, um, AMC, Marcus, uh, Regal, whatever, and just look at show times and see you know, how much of the theater is booked up weeks in advance. Because then you get an idea of like how popular this movie is going to be. And I know it's just my little area, but you know you can take, take what you can with that information. Um, I did not see a single showing on opening weekend that is booked for pre-sales, that is more than a fourth of the theater filled for Avatar. Three weeks out, Black Panther was probably not quite three-fourths pre-booked for the opening week, uh, 
weekend, especially opening night, that Thursday night, it was at least almost three-fourths. Um, Avatar is not even a fourth booked any time slot. This movie is almost three and a half hours long. Wow. People don't give a fuck about this movie. The visuals... I mean, people have seen good CGI for the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, no, the visuals yeah. aren't bringing the audience this time around, James Cameron. Um, and if your story's as shitty as the first one. That being said, I still think it's going to do. It's still going to do like a decent. Mar- you think it's gonna hit I think it'll be like 150. I think it'll be like a Thor Love and Thunder kind of opening. Okay. I don't, I don't, that's, think, that's I don't even think it'll quite get to 180. Black Panther or Doctor Strange levels, I think it'll just be like a, a pretty good Marvel opening. But it's not going to be 200 million, you know, 2 billion fucking franchise. There's no way that's happening. Yeah, what um, what what theme park is building like an Avatar world? Is that Universal? There's already one in uh, Animal Kingdom in Disney. Oh, so they already have an Avatar world. Yeah. Okay, I thought they were building mm-hmm. it. Yeah, man, that's a lot of investment. Yeah, but even then, like Chloe's been to that ride, and she's like, "It was cool, but I don't want to see the movie." <laughs> yeah, wow. It's okay. one of the few like big rides to do in Animal Kingdom, too. You know. Okay. So. Yeah, it's. I'm really. I'm gonna be really fascinated to see those opening weekend numbers. Um, I know Christmas it'll probably hit a good head of steam because a lot of people on Christmas Day after they've opened their presents and had their holiday dinner. They like to go to the movies because it's one of the only things that are opened. Um, if Will they be open this year? Yeah. I think it's dependent on word of mouth of how the movie actually is. I think if, it, if it's getting 30 Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think you'll see a giant Christmas surge to go see a three and a half hour long movie. Yeah. I didn't know it was that long. I it's had like, no idea. It's three hours and 15 minutes, I think, something like that. What was the fir- first one? I know it was long. I don't think it was that long, though, was it? I can almost guarantee the first know. one was not three hours. If you're going to do three hours and 15 minutes, it has to be like an end game culmination of fucking 10 years to justify people sitting there watching that. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, so uh, we will not be bringing you our review of Avatar unless one of us breaks down and goes and sees it. Probably Adam. Will. I refuse. I refuse yeah. to give James Cameron any money. He can go yeah. fuck himself. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I didn't know you hated James Cameron this much. He's such an arrogant, like fucking prick. Like he's a legend in the industry, but like, what have you done for me lately, James Cameron? A lot of his. Um, a lot of his ex-wives say very mean Even, things about him he, too. He also didn't. He, he had a couple movies after Avatar that were kind of flops, weren't they? I don't know what he's done after Avatar. I, I thought he had one or two. Yeah, he, he had one. He had one that flopped. I can't for the life of me think of what it is. But he's just he's like there's stories all over the place of him like screaming at you know his crew. And the actors and the suits that come in and like tell them you know hey you need to cut this down like. I mean, he made Titanic and Avatar, you know, two of the top four biggest movies ever. But, you know, it's 2022 and people don't, you know, that yelling at people to get what you want, it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't fly anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so uh, I think Adam will probably be the one who breaks down and goes and sees it out of the four of us. So we'll, 
we'll lean on him for his review and you know see where we go from there. Um, all right. So before we get into kind of the main you know uh, topics of the week, I want to I want to showcase Bernie for a second because he actually has Ooh. seen a movie that came out on Roku that I've been wanting to see. And now that I know that you can just download the Roku app and watch it, you don't have to subscribe to anything, apparently. Uh, you just I'm, have to have username, password. But you're going to have to sit through commercials. That's okay. I'm going to do that this weekend. So, um, Or look, go can, buy a Roku stick for fucking $14 or something and just use it as like a travel thing. That's what we do. Yeah. And just use it when we travel. You can you can spoil a little bit. It's no problem. I kind of know that this is more of a. I already listened to the movie gap review, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> talk to us about the Weird Al movie and let us know your thoughts because I hear it's really good and I it, I really want to see it. It is really good. It's yeah. it's impossible to spoil because it's so ridiculous. It's it's like a pair. He it's like it's a, a parody, parody of him, right? Of himself, yeah. And the humor is like dead on my kind of humor um i don't know if you've listened to the um podcast comedy bang bang um but he um they did a tv show for it too on like ifc whatever that channel is um for like six seasons and he was the uh, musical um like right hand man guy for a season weird i was um so the movie's right on brand for that kind of humor like real stupid like really stupid humor like the dumbest um and there's all sorts of cameos from from uh his friends and comedians and stuff that i won't spoil they're all great but they're playing like people from that era of the 80s 90s yeah they're not playing themselves right yeah they're not playing themselves but they're playing other people and it's all great the movie's hilarious it ends insane (laughs) it has the most insane ending um I uh, so wish this, I could talk about it without spoiling it, but it's it's great. This I movie wasn't available in the, like it didn't come out in theaters at all, though, right? No, it was in Toronto Film Festival three or four months ago, and I thought it was releasing on Roku at that time, so I was all excited to watch it. But then it was like three months later, um, I think November fourth or something, it came out on Roku channel. Um, it is one thousand percent worth your time to download the app and watch the movie it's great daniel radcliffe is amazing in it he's so good weird owls in it himself too uh he plays like the record exec uh like bad guy um it's it's wonderful i love it go see it so the reason that um i'm really happy about this film is that uh there are certain actors and actresses that get kind of pigeon held into a particular role and it's hard for them to escape out of that like particular world. Like I know that when a lot of people look at Daniel Radcliffe, they're just going to assume you're Harry Potter forever. Right. But he's been choosing some very smart roles lately that has kind of gotten him out of that um, sort of genre and kind of forwarded his career. Um, there was a movie that he did, I forget, I think it was called Guns Akimbo, where, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie, where he woke up and he had like two handguns that were bolted into his hands, and the whole movie yep. is him trying to find out why does he have these guns on his hands, like what what's going on? 
Um, the Weird Al movie, the movie he did with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, that was really funny. I forget what it was called. Um, Trouble in Paradise. I heard that movie was horrible. No, it was really funny. I watched it on an airplane. I thought it was pretty funny. He did a movie um, with like him and some other guy like had a dead body. Yes. Like, Art all the time and stuff. Yeah. It was like a real weird that, indie movie. That was a really good film too. So he's been able to kind of carve out these roles for himself to kind of push his narrative away from the Harry Potter world because that can be really hard to do when you did eight films yeah. as one character. Just, and Just ask uh, Joffrey. Yeah, there you go. We could name a million examples of actors or actresses that had that role and couldn't escape from it, right? Um, I mean, do do we see – what do we see? Actually, um, it's kind of funny. I just saw a preview for something the other day in Ronald Weasley. Was the well, I don't know the actor's name, but it was him playing this character that's like total opposite of Ronald Weasley. And I'm like, oh, he's trying to break the barrier. <laughs> See, but here's the thing is that we know Harry Potter's real name and you don't know Ron Weasley's real name. So the fact that we can say that that's Daniel Radcliffe it's, means uh, he's kind of pushed. Rupert, isn't it? Rupert something? That You could be making that up. No idea. <laughs> that could be made up, Bernie. Sure, Rupert uh, Rupert uh, Galloway. Maybe that's, it's that's something, Rupert. Name. I forget. So I mean, good for him. He's been able to kind of break free and 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 pursue his acting career. And I mean, there's all these rumors that he gets asked about all the time that he's going to be the new Wolverine um, in the X Men universe. And uh, because the 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 rumor is is that Marvel actually wants to hire someone who's short uh, because people forget that Wolverine is like five foot four and the or five foot five in the comics. He's a really small person. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. All right, cool. I'm definitely going to watch it this weekend. Thousand percent. Are you going to watch falling for Christmas too? The new, uh, Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. No, I hear I am, it's insane. I am going to watch the Santa Clauses though. Listen, we're in a real Lahanaissance right now. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I encourage everyone. Christmas to watch story. It. Christmas. Yep. I haven't watched it yet. Yep. I've seen it. Um, Guardians holiday special comes out Friday. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, some of the influencers I follow have already seen a sneak preview of it. The, like the whole thing, they got an early access, and they say it's. Is great. it a one-off or is it like a mini-series? It's like uh, the Werewolf by Night. Yep, it's like so, an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, like one-off thing. Yeah, yeah, one-off thing. Yeah, I I can't wait for that. Um, they try I, to bring Peter Quill um, Christmas to wherever they are in space. Yeah. They go back to Earth to get ideas and shit. Yeah, I watched the preview, so I kind of get a gist of what it is. Oh, that's that's going to be awesome. So um, speaking of Disney, um, they made a big move recently, which will get us into some Andor talk. They brought back Bob Iger. So I, I was very surprised by that move. Um, I I understand it. Um, I know that the new leadership was taking the company in a different direction. A lot of people didn't like. Um, Disney is trying to find a way to make their Disney Plus service profitable because I don't think they're well, profitable yet. ESPN Plus and Disney Plus and all that shit, that was his 
long-term plan. So it makes yeah. sense to bring him in. Right? Correct. They're, they brought him back to make Disney plus profitable because they're getting more, they're getting more users than Netflix. They're getting more signups. They're getting more, um, but they, they're not getting streams, as much content, but yes, correct. So, um, they brought him back. Stock prices shot up. A lot of people are really happy with the move. Um, I'm cool with it because I thought the direction he had for the company was fantastic. And his number one goal is to make sure that Disney Plus uh, becomes a profitable entity in the Disney universe, um, which is why they're increasing their yearly prices, if you guys saw. Well, not only that, but he... So Disney does this thing where every other CEO, they for some reason put in like a penny pinching guy. And then they have a guy who understands that Disney is about storytelling and there's more to it than the bottom line. It's, you know, connecting with the guests at the parks and your movies and like that aspect of it. And Iger was phenomenal at that side of the business, the storytelling. He did the Pixar deal, the Marvel, the Lucasfilms. Uh, Fox, Fox, he, yeah, he ESPN. did all that stuff. Um, and then you have um, uh, uh, Bob Chapik or whatever the hell his name was, and he was just a penny pincher where cut cut these experiences at the park to to um, save money. Um, we're gonna cut back on this, cut back on that, take away this, take away that, and it's just like raise Genie Plus prices at the parks ten dollars, and it's just like. People get sick of being nickel and dimed every couple months, you know, and then you're not like Disney is no longer about, you know, the memories that you're making with your kids. You're just thinking, like, how much is this going to cost me now? Because they keep adding bullshit fees to, to my hundred and thirty dollar already. Do per I put day my kid kick. through college or do I take them to Disneyland? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Tickets are they're now doing surge pricing for park tickets which i think is insane based on the attendance numbers so if magic king is about to sell out they can raise the price up to like 180 dollars a ticket or something instead of wow. 110 that it is right now which i think is so idiotic but like so you have like a 120 day ticket genie plus is your, the way to book lightning lane um like fast passes and shit but you have to pay for that that was 15 dollars. now that now that is surge pricing too so that can be up to another $20 per ticket. So if you have a family of six like me, you have to get, you know, six Genie Plus Plasters on top of that. So you're looking at another $160. And it's just like, it's, at some point, you're just like, enough. You know, like this, this isn't fun anymore. This is just, you're, you just constantly just keep nickel and diming me. And I hate you. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, dude, $180 a ticket. To get into for one person to get into Disney, that's insane. Um, yeah, that that's that's absolutely insane. A family of four, dude, that's completely unaffordable. So, well, and then, um, then you got to pay for your hotel and airfare. Oh yeah, and then food no, and drinks and so I'm saying. Yeah. And it's hey, not only do, if you get. Do you want to go to college or you want to go to Disney World? <laughs> it's it's not only if you get a lightning pass because there are some rides where you have your lightning pass but you still have to pay another twenty bucks. Yeah, you pay for that one specific ride for that one bucks. ride. Yes. Yeah, so it's just wanna... bullshit like that. It's just constant bullshit. Oh, you have a lightning pass, but you want to, you know, go on Rise of Resistance. That's twenty dollars, and you're like, oh my god. 
So we're waiting in line for four hours. What do you want to do? Yeah. Like, well, I'm gonna fucking pay twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Insane. <laughs> Times four, right? You've got a family of four. So yeah. it's eighty bucks. That's 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 insane. To ride a ride for four minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But um I think it's a good move. Um the the content on Disney Plus I really enjoy. I wanna watch that new Chris Hemsworth, I think is limitless um documentary that they have where they they kind of um go through this person's like health and like history and what he has to look forward to as an elderly adult and it it, it seems really fascinating. So I'm Yeah, gonna, like disease yeah. markers and stuff. Yeah. yeah, made him retire from <laughs> Yeah, acting, he's taking apparently. a break. He's taking a break <laughs> from acting based on the results he heard from this show. Like he yeah, wants he's to spend a carrier like... for Alzheimer's. Yeah, um, both on his mom and his dad's side. So basically, what it means is that if if he's at you know if he's at eight to ten times higher risk, it means that the average person I think is like zero point five percent chance you'll get Alzheimer's. He's at a five percent chance. That he'll he'll contract the disease, which it, you may not think five percent is a lot. That's a lot. So he's basically been told in this show, you are more likely than not going to have Alzheimer's as one of your elderly uh, trials and if tribulations. You know, one of your kids probably will. Yeah, dude, right? that's geez, man. I'd take a break too. So um, he's committed to do Thor five, um, and he said that that'll be his last Thor movie. Um, he doesn't know when it's going to come out, but he said that he's committed to it. He's going to do it. Um, it's but ti- it's time to move on. But it's time. He said, after that, I'm done. I'm going to take a break from acting, and I'm going to you know, spend some time with my family. So, yeah. Ruffalo should get, probably be next. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when you've got Fantastic Four, and you've got the X-Men, and you, you know, you're building towards um, Daredevil coming back and you know having his own universe, like you're going to you're going to have a lot of stuff that can replace these guys. Um, once like it finally Echo. comes out. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, but, Ironheart. But we, you know, but we, we ragged on She-Hulk, and that turned out to be pretty great. So I'm going to give What's him some. What's this we shit? I don't well, remember you, guys. Dwayne, ever saying that She-Hulk was at your top priority for the summer. I it, was my la- it, was la- it was my last out of the first batch of announced. Yeah. But um, let's talk about a show that is going to have its uh, season one finale tomorrow. I cannot wait to watch it um, because this series has been fascinating to me. Um, Let's talk about Andor. We are on episode 11. That debuted last week. Episode 12 is coming out tomorrow. And I remember... When Bernie first realized that Andor was twelve episodes, he was like, Twelve episodes? How could how can you do twelve episodes about this show? Well, we see that they can do twelve episodes about this show. And they've all been phenomenal. Um I'm gonna get to Dwayne last because I don't want to bring this podcast down because I know he doesn't like the show or he thinks it's just okay. Um, but for the people who are watching it. And for the people who wanted something different with their Star Wars and wanted like a political, like no, nope, nobody wanted a political thriller. I don't know why you keep saying that. I did. I told I you. Did. I, I have think always, it's awesome, dude. I have always wanted to see 
how the empire forces their will on people. Why are people so scared of these guys, right? They are terrifying in this freak. Dude, those prisons, oh my gosh, it's like Squid Game stuff. You're just you're just building random machine parts all day and your floor is electrified and heated and if you make the wrong move they're going to fry you and you know you get minimal food per day and 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 you're getting beaten for no reason and dude terrifying stuff and and then <laughs> you never know when you go back to your cell your sentence of a thousand days could increase to five thousand days without any warning you have no idea when you're going to be released dude horrifying you find stuff. out that they were lying to people yeah not releasing them when they should have been you don't get a yeah, trial they- they you said they were released, and they just moved him to another place. You, you don't you get a, tri- to a different floor. Yeah, you don't get a trial. I mean, when Andor was arrested for just walking along a public beach, he immediately went to trial. The judge told him this is usually a six-month sentence, but the new rule means you're going to get five years. No rebuttal. But no he isn't. The funny part is, he's actually a criminal. They just but didn't. Really they don't. Know they him. don't know that. Yeah, they don't know that. And, dude. I mean, I'm not going to break down every episode because I, I know the people who are listening to our podcast have probably seen it. But a way to make the Empire scary, they've done it. Um, I mean, it's just so nerve wracking when those patrolmen are walking around and you just think that your freedom can be snatched from you at any moment. And the the storyline. You say that. But at this point, the rebel side is also just as scary because they're trying to do shit that and takes a little sacrifice to get where they want to be. And yeah, that's what makes lives this show, for their own people and shit. That's what makes this show so awesome. My the storyline that they've introduced recently that the only way that Mon Mothma can get out of this financial crisis she's in is to marry off her teenage daughter to a crazy religious bigot family and she's going to do it. I thought he was like a mob guy. I didn't think he was a crazy No, she th- her daughter is praying at all these like Scientology type prayers. Well, that's her daughter, but and the when, guy is like a he's like a godfather. He's like a mafia dude. Yeah, but he's like but, a banking mafia guy. Yeah, yeah, he started just kind of like stroking his chin. He's like, "You know, your your daughter uh you know, blah blah blah. But my, he's not. My, I'm saying he's not a religious. Yeah, I don't think he's part shit. of that religious. Stuff. So then, what what is she praying for in this latest episode that's, where the, cu- that's the cousin tradition. walks in? That's the and, tr- like the old traditional ways. Well, because the cousin says you're not going to marry her, right? Like it seems like they know that this. Blue... Yeah, that's the old ways. Is what they talked. They talked about it. Okay, so I, I felt like the banker was, yeah, not only like a mafioso, but he was like a religious guy. No, he knew what the old ways were and was using that to his advantage. Yeah, so he so then he's going to marry off his teenage son to her teenage daughter for because he doesn't believe in the religion? Obviously, he does. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's for, it's no, it's for monetary gain. Yeah, dude, what a... What a horrifying decision. And she's going to do it. She told she told her cousin. She I, has I found, to. She'll get caught funneling yeah. money. She goes, I found a way out of this. And it's to, it's to sacrifice your kid. Yeah, your daughter. To a, to a marriage 
So but her daughter also you. believes in the old ways, so that's kind of the catch-22, right? She's like, well, this is kind of what she wants to do anyway, so. Dwayne, how can you <clears throat> not think that that is just, like, so scary and, like, like it's so real. Like, this is a real world that they've built that is just solely focused on not lightsabers and Jedis and Sith. They just casually exactly. mention Emperor Palpatine like he's a real emperor. Like, they don't talk about him shooting force lightning out of his hands. He's just a disheveled, sort of gross-looking guy who has been attracted to power and is using the Senate as his weapon. And the Empire's... Did you guys think that in the prison they were building parts for the Death Star? Yeah, probably. That's what I said. That's, that's what I thought, too, is that all these different levels of people are building Death Star parts. Like, that's what I figured. Um... I don't know, man. This is some of the. This is, this is so far above and beyond Mandalorian. I can't even like fathom me saying that when the show. I came thousand out. percent agree. It is so much better than the Mandalorian. I and can't I, even believe. I'm I saying liked that. season one of Mandalorian because it was different, and then they just went into like Dave Filoni like circle jerk. <laughs> uh, this is this is better. It's better. Wait, says no bullshit. Two. This has no bullshit, None, no force magic, no, no, absolutely no bullshit in here. And dude, um, that 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 girl that they're torturing in order to get um uh, to to find out where Andor is, man, that's just freaking horrifying. She looks like a ghost, and they just keep bringing her out of her cell and just torturing her some more and showing her photos and who's this person. And if you don't answer the question, you're going back into the room and. Oh my god. Hey, uh what a nightmare. You probably teared up though when the little droid didn't want to leave his mother. <laughs> I when when he when when that guy said I'll stay with you for one night and the droid left his charging station to like go thank him. Man, I don't know, man. That that's hard to that's hard to make that emotional connection. Of course that was really sad. Yeah, that's the, the his master has died, and he's showing feelings. He they said the, he told him he said you've been in your charging station all day. Yeah, that's what someone does when they're sad. They're in their room all day. They don't want to leave their room. That's where they feel safe. I'm sad. Leave me alone. But when he offered just a little bit, he's offering emotions to a machine. He says, "Okay, I'll stay with you for a night." Come on, man. That's good. It, stuff. it may be recency bias. Stuff. But this might be my favorite Star Wars anything. I think it's so good. You have the heist that was like edge of your seat action, mm-hmm. not knowing how it was going to go. And they and actually then, sacrificed people. And they did. Yeah, people and died. They were sacrificed. Yeah. yeah and then absolutely. you have, um, yeah, and then you had like the backstabbing and the like trying to make deals and like, it, like is he going to go with the deal? No, he ends up killing the guy. Um, you have that part of it, and then you have the prison stuff where oh, the end of episode 10, I think it was, where they find out that they're not letting people leave the prison like they said yeah. they were, and they're just moving them. Yeah, and uh, Andy Circus, uh, that's his name, right? Andy Circus, Andy Circus, yes, yeah, um, he finally flips and he's like, All right, like we need to do something about this, and uh, Cassian says, 
how many guards are on each floor. And he walks away towards the camera. He says, never more than 12. I'm like, oh, shit. That yeah. ending of that episode was fucking awesome, man. And it's what so a, good. What a great way to explain how, like, the rumors started flying from level to level. They they released a prisoner. Like, let me get this straight. They released a prisoner from one level who then went immediately back to prison the next day on a different level, right? Yeah, basically yeah. they said, like he oh, finished you, his sentence. Like, you finish your sentence, you're free, and then they just moved him They just to moved a him level. back. They just moved him to a different level. And then the rumor started that this guy was above you in like level seven and now he's on level two and they think nobody's going to notice. Yeah. And then, and that's how the, uh, I think it was the doctor. Yeah. The doctor. He confirmed it. He confirmed it. Yeah. Who said that that was what was happening. Um, and, they do hand signals to each other when they're waiting in the little glass tubes or whatever, and you can see all the levels. Whoever's above you, you know, they're like doing these communication like hand signs. Sign language. And, and as they're breaking out of the prison and they start going through each level, they have to convince everyone in that level what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And like th- by them explaining, we have more number, we have more bodies than them. Um, this is how many guards we can take. If you work with us, we can break free, blah, blah, blah. And like just trying to convince each level well, one then, at a time that they then can Then there's do even this. the scene of like the guards are like, there's like 10 guards huddled in a room with all the fucking people running wide and they're just like. Yeah, hiding. Them. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not dealing with this shit. Um, and, how about Andy Circus? You know, the only way out of the prison is to jump off the oh thing into the water God. and. He's, he's telling like, Cassie, and he's like, I can't swim. Like, the look of fear in his eyes that I'm not getting out of here. And Cassie's like, what? And then gets, like, hit from people rushing by into the water, so you have no idea what happened to him? Oh, no, man. you don't. You have no clue, because how can you How can you jump? You're, you're going to die. No no one can carry you across that well, it body of water. Well, it depends on who you are in that swim. prison, right? Some of them were like, I'd rather try to get out of here and die than fucking stay here. So I want to say this about episode 11, because this was, uh, I've seen a lot of star Wars space battles, but, but, but this tractor beam scene. Oh man. See, that was the one thing I didn't like. Okay. But, but I want, I want to just explain why I like this so much. So when he was being brought in by the tractor beam of the Imperial cruiser, and he was able to kind of escape. Um, whether or not you thought that was believable, that's fine. But when the TIE fighters came out and started pursuing him, and he did that 360 laser move that sliced all of those shit. Yeah, I didn't like that. You did, how could you not think that was cool? Because I don't like seeing better technology amazing. in an early earlier in the timeline than what they have later <laughs> in the timeline. <laughs> Bernie, yeah, that was. was amazing. And every rebel ship should have those on there, and they don't. And that's why I fucking hate <laughs> it. It's because you're seeing cooler, better technology in the past than what they have. Well, in maybe the it's too present. expensive. And it looked beautiful. I mean, I know that like... guy's the lead, the rich leader or whatever, but like, come on. See, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, like, stuff. I thought they explained it pretty well because the Imperial officers were looking at his ship like, how does this guy have all of this stuff? Like those needles that he threw out of his rear end that broke up the tractor beam satellite. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I love how when the needles hit the satellite, there was no sound. 
It was yeah, just because the, the princess of Alderaan's ship doesn't have those. No, dude, that. No, lady... why would she? Why would she have that little bit of defensive measures that works <laughs> oh perfectly against tractor beams? No, why? Why would that, that be equipped with that? Dude, that laser beam scene was so cool. It was, but it doesn't make <laughs> sense. It doesn't make sense for the rest of the timeline. I don't care. And how did they make Forrest Whitaker look so young? Why do you I, keep I mean, he, having trouble with he this? Look, he There's looks great. I know, but they, it they looks, put his eye back in place. It looks great, and <laughs> I mean they're gonna they're gonna explain. I think in season two how he gets that like respirator thing. Um, I know they're gonna do that because right now he can breathe without it. But um, I just I'm so fascinated how they make him look so young. It's just it's wonderful. What a show. What a show. Dwayne, now you can go. Why do you hate this show? Please explain. Why do you assume just because I have critiques that I fucking hate it? Why is that a thing? Why do you have to love every aspect of the show in order to like it? Then what are your critiques? What do you not like about it? I think after the heist, it got a little slow for a little bit. You didn't think that prison stuff? Like I don't care about the political bullshit stuff. But you didn't think that the prison stuff was awesome? No, it was boring. Holy crap. Now, when they escaped, it was cool, but in between that, it was kind of boring. You're nuts. That's crazy. I'm not nuts. It was a you little have to boring. build the tension, Dwayne. Whatever. You have to build the world and the tension. No, I do like that they're building a world, actually. That it's just not the same shit over and over. There's new characters, even though we see a few old ones. Um, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like it. Just it, it felt there was times when it was just slow. Like after, like I've said a hundred times, after that heist happened, I was like, "Holy shit, that's the end of the show!" And then it kept going on. I'm like, "Okay, I've lost a little interest now." <laughs> like, where is this going? It took a while to get to the next stage. So you don't you don't like movies like um. Like the Pelican Brief. Like, do you know what that movie is? Maybe. I've probably seen it, but I don't... Or like The Lincoln Lawyer. Have you ever seen that film? No. I have no desire. Okay. So, we're just in two different... Like, I love, like, political espionage films and, um, you know, uh, building up... like Because those movies can be slower. There's a lot of dialogue... There's a lot of story building. There's a lot of like. I'm okay with story, but I just. What about a few good men? Do you like a movie like that? It's okay. Like Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. It's okay. One of the be- one of the greatest lawyer movies ever. It's okay. Okay. Well, I mean that's fair. Um, I just what what one of Bernie's points was before Andor came out was that he just wanted something that was in the Star Wars world, but it was something we had never seen before, and you got it. This is that show. I'm not denying that. This is this is this is what you can have in the Star Wars universe that will show you a different side of the Jedi versus Sith mechanics. And I I mean it's just fascinating. It's the biggest Star Wars has felt since the original trilogy. I mean, I always felt the Empire was scary because of Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine, but man, these these henchmen, especially that blonde-haired woman who works for the Imperial side, that 
I don't think she has like a heart. And it's funny. See, you see that, and I'm telling you, I see the side of the rebels like, holy shit, what they fucking had to do to fight these guys. Yeah. Because like, how are you going to take over tyranny on this level? Like, like because there's, there's a lot of uh, underground shit that's happening that we didn't know about, right? I mean, the fact that that you know that one imperial officer came to them and said, "Hey, I know this is going down. I know you send the men in there. Don't send them because they're gonna die." And he's like, "They have to die, or you die." Which which do I choose? Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking deep, man. Like he's like, yeah. if if yeah. I out if I tell these guys not to go, then they're gonna find you. Yeah, and you have a kid, and you have a wife, and you have a life. So I can I can out them, and you're gonna die, or I can sacrifice them for the greater good because I keep need my you. source. Yeah, I need you. And the, even the guy, the rebel guy, I mean, the imperial guy was like, what? No, no, you need to the, tell them not to go. And he's like, no, you'll die if I do that. <laughs> that's fast. Dude. That's 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 the crazy style to me. Like, like the, you don't think about. Yeah, the Empire had to do all the shit to show their power. But the, the shit the rebels had to do to to get to where they were. <sighs> All right, so we, I could talk about this all podcast, but we'll we'll move on. Um, we'll we'll review the last episode next time we record in about two weeks. Um, it's on tomorrow. Everyone watch it. All right, so let's get into. Um, you, should, you should stop giving a time frame when we're gonna. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we'll get back on track. Um, I hope so. Um, let's review. I know this movie came out a while ago. Uh, let's give our quick thoughts on Black Adam. Um, I think we've all seen it. We all went and watched it in theater. None of us uh, Rami, I mean, watched it illegally on our laptops. I have not seen it. You have not seen Black Adam? No, but go ahead. I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll go first. Uh, okay. Um, I thought the first like 10 to 15 minutes were, were okay. Um, of course, they build the story of you know, they go back to the ancient times of, you know, Black Adam first getting his powers and who was able to harness them and how he wanted to liberate his people. And then, of course, they flash forward to present day and his spirit is awoken. And, you know, they're looking for some mystery crown with thorns and it awakens Black Adam from his slumber and he comes and kills a lot of people and then speaks perfect English all of a sudden. Um, which I hated. Uh, befriends a little kid. Um, you can't meets, have the rock do accents. Meets 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 Hawkman. He did though. Meets Cyclone. Uh, meets Adam Smasher and meets Doctor Fate. They all team up to take out a, a genie, some sort of genie guy. Um, they end up defeating him, and. Uh, the man shows up at the end. He's, Is that basically, he's basically the devil's servant. He wasn't a genie. But he looks like a genie when he gets his powers, Dwayne. He looks now like Jafar. Now he looks you're like just, Jafar. Being, now you're just looks, being racist. No, he looks like Jafar. <laughs> That's not racist. Jafar is a fake character. Looks like Jafar. Um, And then Superman shows up. That's pretty much 
the movie. Um, I didn't like it. Jeez, spoiler alert there. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, I thought, uh, like I said, the first 10 minutes were okay. But um, the when The Rock starts speaking perfect English, like immediately, that really bothered me. Um, it, they weren't even trying to maybe just see, have a little bit of a side see, story about yeah but here's the, the thing i noticed it but it didn't fucking bother me i mean and, then, and they could have had a one line of because of all the different ways he get you know the different people he gets his power from that's how he was able to just change they could have done a one line thing they didn't it did bother me but then i was like whatever it's a fucking comic book movie who gives a shit uh, I think the action was good. No, it wasn't. There it was. The fight scenes were good. Mm-mm. Yeah, they were. No, I don't think so. Overall story, uh, it felt like three hours. <laughs> if it like it, it end. You thought it ended, and then it didn't. And I was like, oh man, this. What are we like? Two and a half hours in. What but the Dwayne, fuck? like someone has to write these lines. I don't understand how someone is in a writing room and, you know, the little kids like, let's liberate the, the people of our my town. And <sighs> nobody talks like that, man. Nobody. How do you know? Like do you that. live there? I will never raise my fist. When there's a guy, uh, you raise your fist all the time and say, Yeah, motherfucker, I'm gonna do this. Let's you do it all the time. Let's liberate our town for freedom. Black Adam will save us. Ugh. Good you, grief. You literally say that shit all the time. I I did not like the movie. Um, I don't know why. It's way better than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, yeah, it's better than that. That's you're talking bottom barrel. I'm saying way better. It's, I think the action's good. the The biggest thing, uh, and Bernie, if you don't want to hear this, maybe close your ears. But I don't give a fuck. The yeah, biggest complaint I've heard from most people is they don't like Skinny Rock. He looks <laughs> fine. I thought the CGI was okay. <laughs> That it's, didn't bother me so it's much. It's not that the CGI was bad. They just don't like seeing the skinny rock. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, not liking it versus it looking bad on screen is is different. It, it, yeah, everyone is I mean, you you you're looking for but, jacked But that's kind of rock. that's kind of the problem with having somebody like the rock in the story, right? Seeing a skinny rock kind of takes you out of it because you're like, well, that's not the fucking rock. Although nobody complained during Captain America. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Chris Evans was not known as a super jacked guy before that film. I mean, he was fit, but he... I mean, when you saw yeah, him in that's Cap... Kind of, that's a, holy crap. That's an extreme. I don't Anyways, know, man. I just, I, the, the story was, eh, okay. I'd probably give it, I don't know, six and a half, seven. No way! So this is like range. a this is like a four. Like, what did I give Wonder Woman two? Like, a, like I think I gave that a two. So I'll give this double the score of Wonder Woman two. I'll give it a four. 
Be- just because I saw Superman and 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 you you got that confirmation that he was coming back to the you know uh, DCU, uh, which is wonderful. Um, Why is that wonderful? If uh, you don't have confidence in this film, what makes you think the next one's going to be better? Because James Gunn is taking over. That's why I have confidence. And that's why Henry Cavill came back. He had to make a... I don't think it's the directors that have had the problem. It's the studio execs saying, we need this, we need that. Dude, James Gunn is now the overseer of this universe. And I can guarantee you, because now The Witcher Season 4 is going to proceed with uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother taking over the the role of, of Geralt. Um because Henry Cavill now has decided he wants to go back to being Superman. I 100% trust James Gunn to take over this world. And I guarantee you they had a one-on-one meeting and James Gunn told him, dude, this is my plan. You are going to be a centerpiece of it. We want you back. And they got him, um, which was wonderful. I'm so glad that he's back. Like I, I love seeing him in the suit again. That was great. That was the best part of the movie. Uh, I disagree, but to each his own. I. It's not that bad. All right. It's not as bad as you or most people are saying. Well, I'll let Bernie watch it on uh, at on HBO Max for free when it comes out, and then he can give me his two cents. I guarantee he's gonna hate it. Yeah, I'll watch it then. I just had no interest in seeing this movie in the movie theater. All right, well, so well, he uh, has a tattoo of Rock's tattoo, and hates yeah, him. I'm the world's biggest Rock fan. I you have are not. You, you didn't even watch his uh, TV show, which is actually I pretty owned, good. Or I used to own. I threw out all my DVDs. I used to own a movie called Long Shots that yeah, he played good. Mugger Number Two in it. He wasn't even Mugger Number One. He's credited as Mugger Number Two. Wow! Because I'm such a big Rock fan. And yet you didn't watch uh, Young Rock. No, no, thank you. It's actually pretty good. I got season tickets for the XFL. I'm good on my rock karma. <laughs> what about the rundown? That's a good movie. Oh, that movie's oh, awesome. Yeah. All right, so we'll wind up the podcast because we do have a top three this week. Um, with what about some Black Panther? Black Panther 2. Uh, that's what I'm saying, with a Black Panther 2 review. So Dwayne has not seen it. So we're going to try to keep it light on spoilers. Um, and then we don't we don't give our number review because we do that on our Three Beers and an MCU podcast, Name Still Pending, um, when we actually review each of uh, the Marvel movies in sequential order. So, um, But we do like to talk about it on the main cast to let our listeners know um, our thoughts. Um, so, Bernie, you go first. What would you think of Black Panther 2? I thought it was fine. I thought it was a typical Marvel movie. Um, I didn't get all the boo-hooing as if this was the world's best tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I didn't understand where people were getting that from other than the the Marvel Studios logo was all him and Black Panther stuff. I, I just didn't think it was like this like outstanding tribute to him. Like I don't know why people would like cry over it like i, I don't know um i, I mean, it was in the it was in the it was in the trailer they had a funeral scene for him yeah I'm, i can see people getting emotional at that it was in the trailer but i don't know i don't know i don't get it um 
I, don't, I just didn't think it was like this like moving tribute to him that people wanted it to be if that makes sense you know what i mean like they're they're pushing the narrative more than what i think was on screen um i love the way that they introduced namor and um i forget what they call the city it's not atlantis it's uh, it's something else um but how that but, exists but did they digitally remove his bulge that's a big question. I, I saw an article on that. Um, yeah, they actually uh, digitally enhanced it, so he was big dick swinging the whole time. Um, I I thought that it is impossible to introduce Namor better in this universe than what they did. Um, so I really like that. Um, I thought the introduction to Ironheart was forced and rushed, and I didn't really like that. Um. The script was kind of all over the place. Um, Martin Freeman was completely useless in the movie. Yeah, um, I agree. I, he, he had no business being in the movie. He was like pointless to keep going back to his whatever little storyline he had, other than set up Thunderbolts. Um, uh, fine. His standard Marvel movie. I didn't think it was particularly good. I didn't think it was like Eternals level shit either. Um, See, because you know, I haven't, <coughs> I haven't seen it, but my curiosity going into it is because they obviously had a plan for Chadwick, right? So, like, what, where the pivot happened, and how, what they had to do, you know what I mean? How they handle that? So. Yeah, I think it was still pretty early in the process. Um, I think they had like an initial outline of what they wanted with Chadwick and then had to scrap it and rewrite. Um, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was okay. It didn't, wa- I didn't leave the theater going, Oh man, I can't wait to watch that again. <laughs> so I, I actually watched the first movie before cause I hadn't seen the first one in a while. Um, I watched it before I went and saw Black Panther 2. And I, after watching Black Panther 1, I was like, man, I probably shouldn't have done that because I think I'm going to hate this sequel even more. Because I actually really, I forgot how much Black Panther 1 I really enjoyed. Um, I thought that Killmonger was a really good character. Yep. Um, I thought that. Except the story, for the CGI at the end. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, I thought that <laughs> the, the battle for the throne was a really great idea. Um, some of the the themes behind it, um, like just just it was it was it was a better movie than I remembered. And then I was like, God, I shouldn't have watched that because the first the first hour and a half ish of of Black Panther two I thought was fine. I, I agree with Bernie. I thought the Namor stuff you couldn't have done that any better. Um, no, impossible to introduce them any better than what they did. There's no way they could have introduced that character any better. He was very interesting, very intriguing. You wanted to know more about him. I actually thought that fight scene on the bridge against his at like Atlantean crew, the blue mm-hmm. characters, where um, Okoye, like she she threw her spear into the concrete, and then one of the Atlanteans like used that vibranium spear to like separate her shoulder. Mm-hmm. I thought. All that fight stuff I thought was really cool. And then she had to like pop it back into place and all that stuff was really cool. But then around the, the hour and a half mark when a 
let's just say another tragedy struck and then you started getting into the big fight scenes and the big epic battle at the end that's all i'll say then it then it lost me i'm like ah no okay we're getting into just battles and fight scenes and uh, you know this i'm i'm losing my interest i thought that the actress they picked to play uh, riri williams was pretty funny um i thought that her she's very give me a signal when i can come back in what i think you can come back yeah she's yeah she was good i just thought like they introduced her character like so abruptly you know like like out of nowhere well but she was the one who had uh let's just say uh a way to make a certain technology and so I, I liked her interactions with the with the Black Panther crew and the Wakandans. I just once she once she got the suit, I I was less interested. So I just feel like the show coming out first would have helped her in this movie. You know, I agree with that actually. Why didn't they yeah. do that? I don't know. They needed to flush her out and then have her in the movie. It, yeah, I well, agree maybe with that. maybe it was a COVID thing. Maybe it was supposed to happen that way. I don't know. I don't know either, but I mean, you know nothing about her background in this movie. Well, other other than she's smart and she can build stuff. Well, she's on the T-Mobile commercial, like hammering something. I mean, (laughs) young, like not teenager. I guess she's college in this. Um, Yeah, MIT, right? Yeah, yeah, MIT. Like, but like a freshman or something uh, builds this device. to find vibranium outside of Wakanda for the government. Okay. <laughs> How? Why? <laughs> Why are they going to a, a 19-year-old for this? Um, uh, once the army gets the, the, <laughs> gets the device... They didn't like get blueprints of how it works or anything. So, so when they have to make another one, they decide they need to kidnap her to make another one instead of like already knowing how it works and how to make another one, which I thought was so fucking absurd. Yep. Right? That makes no sense that the army would the US government would buy this thing off of her and then have no idea how to build another one or how it works or anything. So when it goes I bad, agree. they have to kidnap a 19-year-old and get her to build another one. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. That That's what I'm saying is that, like, I I don't know what I expected from this film. I just I, – I can say I expected it to be better. Uh, that's the best way I can ex- describe my feelings, that I, I thought it was going to be better than what I watched. Yeah. Um, that's it. I, I thought it was going to be better. I understand you lost the main the main character. Tragedy, how can you recover this franchise when you lose your Black Panther? I don't know. That's not something I can even fathom. But I I thought that they would do it better than this. I, and, I rate the movie better because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I gave him a pass because of it, or else my score would probably be a lot lower. Sure. Um, because it's a mess. The script is a mess. I'm curious what the story would have been if Chadwick had not passed away. Do you think they still would have brought in Namor? Would that have been? Yeah, that was always the plan. You think so? It was. I don't think so. I I think no. They talked about that. That that was the plan. Okay. I think they would have. 
All right. I don't know. Anyway, you'll see, you'll hear our um, in-depth thoughts when we do well, our... Well, now he can fight the Fantastic Four. So, for the no, love I mean, his character was great. He was the woman. best. Yeah. He, yeah, he was the best part of the of the movie, by far. Um, the actor they played to play him was awesome, too, because, yeah. remember, Namor is not a really good guy or bad guy. Um, and I thought that they, he played that really well. Yeah, he's the Black Adam of the Marvel world. I, no, he was. I don't want to give him that comparison. Yeah, that's a little much. <laughs> yeah, Black Adam was more like a superhero. Um, if you had to ask mm-hmm. me, he was more like a, he wasn't a neutral guy. Not in comic was, book lore. He's the. Yeah, he's but in the movie the we saw, he was a superhero. He, no, he I wasn't. Mean, he does. He does Bernie's favorite thing in the movie world. He befriends a kid, <laughs> and then they go on an adventure. <laughs> Oh. He was all not, right. He was not a superhero. Only the, those people. Yeah, whatever. All right. So um, we're going to get into our top three of the week. We haven't done one of these in a while. Um, Thanksgiving is approaching in a few days. So, of course, we are thankful for our. Oh, family. wait. The, the system's messed it up. We got to go. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> um, of course, we're thankful for our friends, our family, our loved ones. Um, you know, th- that's all without saying. But I thought it'd be kind of cool if we did our top three um, things that we're thankful for in the nerdy universe, in the pop culture universe, things that we're really happy that exist. Um, it can be current. It can be in the past. I don't care. Whatever you want to say. Top three things you're thankful for in the nerdy world uh who wants to go first (laughs) i'll go first if you want um i'm thankful that studios are giving comic book movies a chance or did give comic book movies a chance um to tell these stories this one Um, two or three 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 (laughs) Um, Always start at the bottom. Two, I'm thankful that I'm thankful because of that they're willing to give other comic book stories a chance that aren't superhero related, Um, especially some of the horror um, comic stuff that's coming out, Um, and like your Sandman's and you know your stuff like that um, that are really interesting, really well thought out stories that you know would never have been given a shot 15 years ago. But um, now they're willing to roll the dice on him. And God, number one, what am I thankful for? I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, just comic books in general, I guess. Big, yeah, sure. Big fan. It's all. Hey. I'm always reading something. Always discovering new uh, stories and stuff. Currently reading X Machina um, movie. It's a DC book. By uh, Brian K. Vaughan, who did Why the Last Man and Saga, two of my favorite comics ever. It is becoming a movie. They obviously can't call it Ex Machina because there's already one of those. So it's called The Great Machine, and it's starring Oscar Isaac. So um, it should be coming out in the next couple years. But so far, that story is fucking awesome. I love it, and I can't wait. 
So it gets me excited to try try to read new stories that aren't, you know, Batman, Spider-Man. Awesome. No, that's great. Um my my number three is I'm really thankful that I still get to after the pandemic watch movies in a movie theater. Um there was it was kind of you know like cut and go for a while. Like we weren't sure if the theaters were gonna survive and bankruptcy was looming and all this type of stuff. But at least at least for now and for the next hopefully three to four years. I don't have to worry about that as much. I can still go watch these films in a theater where the experience is more than I can get at my house. And um, it seems like these big budget movies are still making decent money. So um, the incentive is there for streaming. I know it's the way of the future, but we're not there yet. And I can still enjoy my theater experience. Um, Number two, I'm really happy, even though I know Bernie hates this, a lot of my childhood um, um, franchises growing up are are now front and center in mainstream culture. I got to watch a reiteration of my my favorite cartoon ever, He-Man. Uh, they're making a He-Man live action movie. Um, Back to the Future musical is coming out on Broadway next year. Thundercats got a reboot. Um, Ghostbusters are still mainstream. Um, just all these franchises that I love are still here and I can experience new things with them and go on new adventures and still be in that world of, of things that I grew up with. It's just new, really awesome awesome for me. Quotation marks, new adventures. Yeah. New adventures. (laughs) And by far the thing I'm most thankful for in this, in this, in this nerdy world, um, was the fact that I can, I can die, knowing that I got Moon Knight on television. Never thought I would see that in my life. Um, that eclipses everything in this world that I thought was possible. And the fact that a company made a masterpiece six-part series that I can watch anytime I want, and just know that it exists, is. I told you that was the top of the of the hill for me of pop culture of everything in my world. I got that and it was just all downhill from there. Can't never beat it. Sounds like you're overcompensating for being a <laughs> fake Moon Knight fan. <laughs> Whatever. Throwing me what happened in uh, Moon Knight 63. Dude, look man, I don't know. Okay? I don't know. I gave you two issues to read and you still haven't <laughs> fucking done it in three years. <laughs> and I own them too in multiple formats. I know. Including the original comic. <laughs> All right, Dwayne, go ahead. I'm grateful for streaming services so I don't have to go to the theater. There you go. I just fucking watch it for free. There you go. In my home theater, I can pause it. I can piss. I mean, it's a great world, man. I don't. I don't have to run in the ba- I don't have to use the app to tell me when to go to the fucking bathroom anymore. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh. Two probably uh, Batman, eighty four in uh, Spider Man, the original. So I think those kind of set the comic book 
movies into motion that like oh shit this can be profitable you mean batman 89 89 yeah yeah so you're talking about spider-man with toby Maguire and batman, michael, michael keaton. keaton batman those for you set off the the superhero genre yeah yeah okay fair sure and uh i'll get a little sappy and say i'm happy that uh I can do a fucking podcast with my friends and talk about all this stupid shit that <laughs> I love talking about, but you know, now we no, have a way no to do it. No one will listen to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I do find more people listen. I I was literally at a bar today talking with somebody about Star Trek. So um, it's more open than I, it used to be. Burn, I don't know if you saw that. There was one of our fans reached out to us on Messenger and said, when are you guys recording next? I miss listening to y'all. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, I responded to him today. I said, yeah, man, dude, good timing. We're recording tonight. So, yeah, I thought that was awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, that's... You don't remember like, who wow. it was? So you can give him a shout out? Uh, his name, listening? first name was Robert. Um, I don't remember his last name, but... He yeah, may probably don't want to blast his last name yeah. out there anyway. But... But Robert, thanks for thanks for listening to us. Rob Liefeld? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. So I'm like, wow, someone actually is wondering. Well, thanks, Robert. A new, a new podcast. We love you, Robert. Yeah. Um, if you want, you can leave us a voice message on crossstreetsmedia.com. Go to our page. There's a little microphone in the corner. Give us a little voice message. Tell us your three favorite thankful thing yeah what are y'all thankful for that's in the nerdy world um i'd love to hear from you all right uh, again thank you sorry guys it's been a while again we've just all been traveling and taking some time off but we're, we're back uh, hopefully adam can join us next time again please join us all the socials cross the streams media facebook twitter instagram three beers and a mic facebook twitter instagram listen to all of the numerous podcasts we partnered with they're all great shows I download all of them. They're all wonderful. Um, and we really appreciate you listening. Appreciate your feedback. Uh, appreciate you wondering where we've been. And um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, enjoy the holiday. And happy Thanksgiving to my co-hosts. And uh, that's it. See you all next time. Peace. listening if you like what you heard check out crossthestreamsmedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the cross the streams network don't forget to subscribe rate and review on apple podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows visit crossthestreamsmedia.com for more information see you next time This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.